हरे कृष्णा अ वॉम वेलकम टू ऑल ऑफ यू फॉर टूडेज गीता लाइव सेशन द टॉपिक फॉर द डे इज एंगजाइटी हाउ टू डिस्पेल वी आर गोइंग थ्रू चैलेंजिंग टाइम्स एंड लॉर्ड ऑफ पीपल दीज डेज आर एंशियस अबाउट सो मेनी थिंग्स अबाउट द पैंडमिक अबाउट द जॉब्स अबाउट द फ्यूचर so many reasons why a person is anxious today so today we're going to discuss some very wonderful spiritual perspectives which krishna has shared with us in the bhagavad gita and we can take help of these instructions these perspectives in managing times when we go through anxiety so before we start our discussion let us all pray together pray for the blessings of lord shri krishna lord chaitanya mahaprabhu shila prabhupad and all the acharyas for their mercy so that we can comprehend the wonderful instructions of the lord in these aspects so please join me in offering the prayers you can fold your hands and you can repeat the prayers after me नम ओं विष्णुपदा कृष्णा पृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति स्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्य प्रभु निद्वैतगदाधरा शिवासादिगौरभक्तवृंदा नमो महावदन्या कृष्णा प्रेम प्रदायते कृष्णाय कृष्ण चैतन्य गौरतुषे नमः नमो ब्रह्मणे देवाय गो ब्राह्मणहिताय चगधिताय कृष्णा गोविंदय नमो नमः हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिये वाचा कल्पतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतितना पाभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे सो बिफोर वी टॉक अबाउट how to dispel anxiety let us first 
spend some moments understanding why we become anxious. What is the root cause of anxiety? There could be many reasons why a person can become anxious. But what is the root cause? The fundamental reason because of which we go through anxiety. Bhagavatam gives a wonderful example of the moon in the sky. When we see the moon in the sky, let's say on a full moon day, the moon is shining brilliantly. And if you see the reflection of that moon in a river, although the moon in the sky is stationary, shining brightly, but if you see the reflection of that very moon which is stationary in the sky, in a river or in a pond or in some water body, you will see the reflection is quivering. Again, to what extent the reflection quivers, shakes, depends on how much current is there in the water, in that pond, in that river body or whatever you can call it. If the water is completely stationary, hypothetical case, then even the moon, the reflection is stationary, there is no quiver. But if there is turbulence in the water, if there is waves in the water, then even the moon, which is stationary, appears to be moving. So likewise, we as Amsha of the Lord, as part and parcel of the Lord, we are Sat, Chit and Ananda. We are blissful. We are not meant to be having anxiety. We are not meant to go through anxious moments in our lives. Our constitutional position is we are always prasannatma, blissful. Just like the moon, it's not supposed to quiver, it's not supposed to shake. Even the reflection of that very moon is supposed to be, that moon which is stationary, the reflection also has to be stationary. But depending on the water body in which the moon is reflected, it appears to be moving. So likewise, when we, the spirit soul, pure soul, identify with this body, with the mind, with the senses, this pure soul appears to be quivering, appears to be in anxiety, appears to be going through a lot of tension, stress, worry. That's why in the Gita, Krishna says, Brahmabhuta prasannatma na shochati na kangshati. Moment we become Brahmabhuta, we realize our true self or we become self-realized. Brahmabhuta, I am not the body, I am spirit soul. Brahmabhuta prasannatma, what happens to such a person who realizes his true identity? He becomes prasannatma, he becomes joyful. And what happens to him next? There is no hankering, 
there is no lamentation. Take any person in this world, be the richest man in this world, there is hankering for something which he does not have and lamentation for something which a person has lost or may lose. Brahmabhuta Prasannatma. So that is our nature. So Srimad Bhagavatam says, if one thinks that he has many enemies, he is mistaken. The real enemy is his uncontrolled mind and uncontrolled senses. So when we identify with our body, when we think that I am the body, Dehatma Buddhi, and my happiness is in enjoying the senses, this material world is created for an opportunity for the soul to gratify his senses, enjoy the senses, be an enjoyer, be the lord, be the controller, be the center of attraction. So when we identify with the body, then body goes through lot of transformations, birth, death, old age, diseases and the soul identified with that body also goes through lot of worries, lot of anxieties, lot of pains, lot of trials, lot of tribulations. I have shared this example many times. If you are watching an IPL match and you are identified with a particular team, if you are identified with that team, the team wins or loses, you identify with the team and you feel that you are winning or losing. If you don't identify with the team, you are happy whether the team wins or loses. So the root cause of our anxiety, all our stress, all our anxiety, all our tensions is Dehatma Buddhi and not only I am this body, the extension of the body, I and mine, my family, my children, my society, my country, this Dehatma Buddhi which stems from the misunderstanding that I am the body is the root cause of all our misery all our anxieties. Now each one of us, if we do some bit of introspection, there will be something which is bothering us. Each one of us. There's something which is bothering us, something which is, you know, creating some kind of worry within us. It is, it is impacting our state of happiness. We have some kind of stress or tension. If we do root cause analysis, go back, what is the cause of that? What is the cause of that cause? What is the cause of that cause? It stems from the fundamental misunderstanding, illusion and that is I am the body. Even in the Bhagavad Gita, in the first chapter, Arjuna was in a lot of dilemma, a lot of doubts. Should he fight, not fight because right in front of him, were his own relatives, kinsmen, and he has to fight a battle in which a lot of people will die. And they were not ordinary people, his own relatives, his own friends, cousins, respectful elders. And he is in dilemma. And he gives a lot of reasons why it is better for him not to fight. Krishna hears all of his arguments very, very patiently. 
and in the second chapter krishna tells arjuna how come these impurities have come upon you although arjuna's argument were morally ethically completely 110% right but from the perspective of soul from the perspective of who we are there was a mistake so that's why krishna says how come these impurities have come upon you and the second chapter krishna talks about the soul how the soul is eternal and the body is temporary so the first aspect which we're going to cover today the first principle if we have to conquer over worries anxieties and get reinstated back in our true state of being always jolly always happy be prasannatma the first principle is nurture your faith i repeat nurture your faith we are amsha of the lord we are his part and parcels we are meant to serve him but right now that relationship between the lord and us that's got severed that's got broken in one sense although we may be religious lot of people go to temples lot of people have some kind of worship as part of the daily schedule but by and large we are faithless worship of lord offering some prayers has become a mere ritual again i am talking in general please don't get offended so human form of life affords a wonderful opportunity for us to cultivate that faith that relationship with the lord just like a gardener cultivates a plant it becomes a tree then it flowers then finally gets the fruit so likewise in human form of life we can cultivate our relationship with the lord by investing our time our energy by hearing from authorized sources about the lord understand who we are all of us have heard about the famous temple in vrindavan banke bihari ji lot of people from delhi and all other places who visit vrindavan invariably visit this banke bihari ji temple this is a very nice pastime associated with banke bihari ji most of you have noticed that when you go to the temple you know the pujaris they open the curtain and in no time again it's very unpredictable they'll close the curtain again they'll open the curtain maybe you are just having a darshan offering again the curtain will close so once i visited this temple and i was wondering why is it so generally the temples have you know time for opening and once the temple opens for a certain duration yes the altar is open and yes there are times when the bhoga is offered or you know the alankara is happening and the altar is closed but here it is 
know, on a regular basis, the altar is getting closed, opened, closed, opened. So I got to know this wonderful Leela of the Lord, because of which for the last 200 years, this Pratha, this system is being followed. It seems the queens of Karoli, Karoli is a place uh, very close to Vrindavan in Rajasthan. The queens were great devotees of Lord Shri Krishna. And in those days, it was not like present time where you can take a Ola or Uber and you can travel far off distances or maybe you can have your own car and vehicles. So the queens would come in caravans, in palanquins, by foot, walking, all the way from Karoli to Vrindavan. And since they were, they were great devotees of the Lord, they would come quite often, especially on the Purnima days. One such time, it so happened that the queens had come from Karoli to Vrindavan. And in Banke Bihari temple, they were offering very intense prayers with a lot of feelings, with a lot of emotions, seeing Lord eye to eye. And the prayer was, O Lord, Every time we come and offer our prayers, we cherish the beautiful darshan. Alas, it would be so nice if you could come to Karoli. Every day we could have your darshan. Here we have to anxiously wait for months together at times to have your darshan. What great fortune would be if you are there in Karoli every day, every moment we can have your darshan. So the Lord was very much moved by their devotion, by their love, by their so-called you know, prayers. So the Lord told the queen, as we all know, the Lord is Bhakta Vatsala. He is very, very dear to his devotees. He is very fond of his devotees. He loves his devotees. So the Lord told the queens, if you want so, if you are pleading so intensely, I will come. I will come. So the queens were very, very excited, ecstatic hearing that the Lord is going to come. And the queens started moving back to Karoli and Krishna told the queens, I will be walking behind you. I will come to Karoli. Krishna agreed to come to Karoli with them. So the queens were so excited, they went to the kings who were also there with them on that particular day and told that Krishna has agreed to come with us to Karoli. We are so blessed, we are so fortunate. And when the queens actually turned back and saw, they saw actually Krishna walking behind them towards Karoli. But when the queens told the king and the kings thought these queens are very sentimental after all, you know, they are women and very emotional and out of emotions they talk, how can the deity, how can Banke Bihari ji come to Karoli? How can he walk? After all, he is a deity made of stone. So when the king said, no, Krishna is coming, Krishna is coming. You can see for yourself. So when the kings turned and saw, there was no Krishna. 
And when the queens turned and saw the Krishna was there. And finally, when they reached Karoli, they found, including the kings, they found that Krishna has also reached Karoli. Srila Prabhupada says, for a person who is stone-hearted, his heart is like a stone, Krishna is stone. For a stone-hearted person, Krishna is like a stone. That's why many people say, why are you worshipping statues? Why are you worshipping idols? Because they actually see it's stone, it's and that Kabir's Doha, Pathar Puje Hari Mile, Tome Puju Pahar. But for devotees who have an understanding that Lord is omnipotent, He can manifest in the form of His Archa Vigraha, in the form of His deity, and the deity and the Lord are non different. They have that faith, they have nurtured that faith, that conviction that Lord is there. I am serving my Lord in that form. It's a great opportunity for me to render service to the Lord, to have darshan of the Lord. So king and the queens, they received the Lord in Karoli and they made elaborate arrangements for worshipping the Lord and you know, receiving the Lord and all the residents of Karoli, they all gathered and Abhisheka was done and you know the worship was done very gorgeously, the Lord was received. And then the Lord decided to go back. Just like, you know, we go to some place for one day, two days, we are received well and then you come back. And all the queens and all the residents of Karoli fell at the feet of the Lord. He says, no, you have come all the way from Rindavan. We will not let you go. We want you to be with us. Just like you are so, so magnanimous and you are giving darshan every day to the Vrajavasis to the residents of Vrindavan, why not us? How can you deprive us of that opportunity? We will not let you go. So they fell at the feet of the Lord and started begging and pleading that we will not let you go. So the Lord decided, okay, my devotees are so much insisting, he decided to stay back. Now when the news reached, when, when the Rajavasis, when the Vrindavan Vasis got to know the Lord is not there, so they became completely, you know, quote-unquote, in transcendental anxiety. You know, every emotion which we go through has a pure form in the spiritual world. Anger also has a place in the spiritual world. Even the gopis, when Krishna would go to the forest, gopis would be anxious about the Lord. What we see, the emotions in this material world is a perverted reflection of the pure emotions what are there in the spiritual world. So, Vrajvasis became anxious about the Lord and started frantically searching for the Lord. And finally, they got to know that Lord has reached Karoli. And searching for the Lord, to get the Lord back to Vrindavan, they also reached all the Vrajvasis, huge numbers, they also came to Karoli. And started begging and respect, requesting the Lord to come back to Vrindavan. Without you we cannot stay. We cannot live. Now the Lord is in dilemma. And the queens and the king of Karoli, they requested the Vrajavasis. Yes, Vrindavan is dham of the Lord. But why don't for few months you all stay here. We will make elaborate arrangements for your stay. 
why don't we together worship the Lord here and we'll make your stay very comfortable so that we can also have nice wonderful darshan of the Lord every day. So the Rajavasis, again devotees are not selfish, agreed for that proposal and elaborate arrangements were made for their comfortable stay and they all cherished the wonderful darshan of the Lord daily. But the Vrajavasis very soon started, although the Lord was there, but very soon they started missing Vrindavan. For Vrajavasis, Vrindavan, very, very dear to their heart. In fact, for Krishna also, they say Krishna does not leave Vrindavan. So the Vrajavasis, they started missing Vrindavan and started begging the Lord, pleading the Lord, Please come back to Vrindavan. We want to see you in Vrindavan. We want to serve you, play with you, dance with you in Vrindavan. The gopis and the Vrajavasis. So finally, one night, because if in the daytime, taking their permission, they will not let them go. The Karoli Vasis, the residents of Karoli. So in the dead of night, without informing everyone, Krishna stepped out of Karoli and started moving towards Vrindavan. Morning when the residents got up and they realized that Krishna is not there, they became very much anxious and they started looking for Krishna. In fact, the king sent his armies in all directions looking, find where Krishna is. Finally, they intercepted Krishna in a place very close to Bharatpur because Bharatpur is on the way when you go from Karoli to Vrindavan. So they intercepted Krishna and they almost captured him and they were trying to you know, bring him back to Karoli when the kings of Bharatpur, kings of Bharatpur are also great devotees of Lord, were devotees of Lord. So there was a fight between the armies of the kings of Bharatpur and Karoli and finally the Lord reached Vrindavan. This was around, so from last 200 years, The, the sevakartas of the Lord in the temple, they are always anxious that if some devotee comes, sees the Lord eye to eye, pleads and begs the Lord to come with them, the Lord may even leave them and go away. So in that anxiety, so that the Lord may not leave and go, they always close the curtain that if a person is praying, he is already offering his prayer. There is a relationship, the bond getting established. Before it gets become so intense, the curtain is closed. So just like the queens of Karoli had so much faith in the Lord, so much love, so much devotion to the Lord, compared to that, we don't have that devotion. We don't have that love. We don't have that faith. This faith can be cultivated, can be nurtured. In fact, the stages of growth of bhakti, one of the stages is called nishtha. Nishtha means firm faith. Avashe rakshibi krishna e vishwasa palana. That faith, that conviction that Lord is my protector, Lord will take care of me. Even if I am going through some problems, even if I am going through some difficulties, Marobi Rakobi Joicho Tumara. Since you are my 
Lord, unconditionally, whether you protect me or you kill me, you are my Lord unconditionally. This is a prayer of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So the devotees have so much faith in the Lord. They have that conviction that Lord will surely protect. Even Prahlad Maharaj when he was thrown in a pit of snakes, he didn't plead the Lord for protection. He had that conviction, that faith that Lord will surely protect. And Krishna in the Gita says, As you surrender, so shall I reciprocate. As you surrender, so shall I reciprocate. Now today we cannot, in, in the times of our problems or difficulties, we cannot go to the Lord and say, why you didn't protect me? Have we invested our time? Have we nurtured that relationship? Have we surrendered to the Lord? Any relationship requires time, energy, effort. Even a mundane relationship. So, human form of life is an opportunity. Now, how does this faith get nurtured? The topic is nurture your faith. How does it get nurtured? Faith is contagious. Just like we have these days pandemic, you know, uh, coronavirus and because of fear of infection, everyone is wearing a mask, we are sanitizing our hands, we are washing our hands. Because it is contagious. It can spread very easily. Likewise, faith or faithlessness is contagious. If you associate with a person, if you touch a person, hear from a person who has faith in the Lord, your faith in the Lord also increases. If you associate with a person who is faithless, who has no faith in the Lord, that faithlessness also rubs on us. Srila Prabhupada, when he went to America, he had such strong faith and conviction in the Lord, in the protection of the Lord. He was so surrendered to the Lord. Anybody who came in touch with him, even those very fallen people, drug addicts, alcoholics, because of that strong faith, that strong conviction, that love for the Lord, it got implanted in their hearts. So that's why it is very, very important. Apart from the words what we hear, you know, when we hear someone, Srila Prabhupada used to say we should not hear from a professional reciter. Even Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam. Now, there are many professional reciters. They make a living out of speaking Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam. But if you ask, if you see there, there are a lot of bhajan singers, you know, they sing bhajans. But they not necessarily be having faith in the Lord. It's their occupation. It's means of livelihood. So hearing from a professional, because in the heart there is no faith in the Lord. There is faithlessness. Apart from what we are hearing, subconsciously, that faith or faithlessness also gets transmitted. And that at the subconscious level, it is not even without, it's not even with knowledge. So therefore, when we associate with a pure devotee of the Lord, who is faithful servant of the Lord, who has faith in the Lord, who has conviction in the Lord, who has love for the Lord, that faith also rubs on us. That's why it is very, very important for us to, on a daily basis, 
Shravanam here. The solution to anxiety, yes, we can always have some stopgap solution. We can, you know, do deep breathing and, you know, we can. These days, a lot of, if you go on the net, there are a lot of solutions. You can take some pills, you can consult a doctor, you can consult a psychiatrist. There are many things. But if you were to address the root cause, the root cause is we have to nurture our faith in the Lord, our dependence on the Lord. One time I was speaking in some seminar and then somebody asked, if we are to depend on the Lord and pray to the Lord when we are having some difficulties, anxieties and things like that, isn't religion like a crutch? You know, like crutch when the disabled people who don't have amputee, who don't have a leg, they use a crutch. So isn't religion or God like a crutch that we are using it for relieving our anxieties, relieving our worry? Our constitutional position, our natural position is to be dependent on the Lord. We are part and parcel of the Lord. So it is nothing wrong to be dependent on the Lord. In fact, if we are not dependent on the Lord, it's an artificial position. If it's raining outside, is it wrong? Is it, will we call a person as a coward if he takes an umbrella to protect himself? So likewise, Krishna in the Gita says, Makchitta sarva durgani mat tarishyasi. If you become conscious of me, by my grace, you will cross over all obstacles of conditional life. Now, ye yathamam prapadyante tam sataiva bhaja. As you surrender, so shall I reciprocate. If you don't want Lord, He doesn't interfere in our lives. If we want Him, to the extent we want Him, to the extent we are surrendered to Him, to that extent He reciprocates. And the first principle is nurture that faith. So I request the devotees if you could help type out this in the live chat so that it's a reinforcement for us. The first principle we have learned if we have to keep anxiety at bay is to nurture the faith in the Lord. Let's have the devotees writing Mukesh Yadav. Nurture your faith in the Lord. <clears throat> the second principle which we are going to talk today is Mind your thoughts. Mind your thoughts. We all know that our mind, you know, constantly we are thinking, constantly we are producing thoughts. Somehow they have figured out on an average day, an average person thinks 60,000 thoughts. And the sad part is, most of the thoughts are random and unnecessary. We are either in the past or in the future. Worrying about the future or lamenting about what has happened in the past. Seldom we are in the present. Anxious about the future. That's how, you know, there was one book which became very popular called The Power of Now. It, where it talks about be present. And a lot of people who followed the instructions in that book, 
got some bit of relief because most of the problem, just like the Bhagavatam says, it's because of uncontrolled mind and uncontrolled senses. There are a lot of you know, seminars and workshops and people go and practice silence, mauna. And uh, they, they experience a lot of relief from the mind. Like I told about the moon quivering, it's because of the water. Therefore, the, all the turbulence we experience in our mind, in, in our life, is because of uncontrolled mind, uncontrolled senses. So when people practice mauna, silence, for a while, for a few days, they experience shanti, tranquility, peace. And many of them mistake that tranquility or peace or freedom from anxiety as some spiritual experience. Just like noise, when you have a noise, better than noise is silence. You know, if you have some place with a lot of noises coming, jarring, better than that is silence. But better than silence is nice, melodious music. So likewise, yes, there is a scope of meditation where we practice silence, experience some bit of tranquility. But even higher than that, just like in number line, you have minus 3, minus 2, minus 1, you have 0. 0 is higher than minus 3, minus 2. But 0, higher than 0 is positive, plus 1, plus 2, plus 3, positive numbers. So likewise, in spirituality, better than speaking all nonsense, better than having all kinds of crazy thoughts, Better than having all anxious thoughts, better than having all negative thoughts is to be tranquil, to be peaceful, to meditate, to have no thoughts, to reach a state of no thought, which is very difficult. But that's not the highest. Krishna is not expecting us to become like a stone. Stone does not have a thought. It's inert. It sits in one place. Krishna has given us mind, Krishna has given us senses, Krishna has given us some abilities, Krishna has given us some talents. It's meant for proper use. A child who is creating a lot of rakas in the home, better than that is a child sitting in one place. But that's not what the child is meant for. The child is meant to be engaged positively. The child can help the parents engage in some meaningful pursuits. So likewise, we as spirit soul, as Amsha of the Lord, we are engaged in so many nonsensical activities. Better than that is to not do that nonsense. But higher than that is to engage in positive devotional service to the Lord. Using our senses, using our mind. So as I mentioned, there are 60,000 thoughts. Most of the time, it's random and unnecessary. Day and night, our mind keeps racing, keeps producing thoughts. Even at night time when we are in our bed, the body may be lying on the bed 
apparently sleeping but the mind is active and that's why these days a lot of people have issues with sleep, insomnia, anxious that they are not able to get sleep. In fact, I was reading an article which says one of the top five drug in the US is some kind of a sleeping pill, a tranquilizer. A lot of people have overactive mind, cannot sleep unless they take a pill. So, Krishna says in the Gita, mind if it is controlled is a best friend. The same mind if it is uncontrolled is a worst enemy. And Krishna has given many wonderful instructions in the Bhagavad Gita, how we can tame our mind, how we can control our mind. From the very beginning, regulate your senses. And Lord Krishna came in the form of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and gave this wonderful Mahamantra, Mantra, 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 Yatiti Mantraha. The Mantra is meant to tame the mind, conquer the mind. One devotee asked me that we all say that in this present Kali Yuga, this Hare Krishna, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nam, Evahi Kevalam, in this Kali Yuga, the Hare Krishna Mahamantra is prescribed. What about the previous Yugas? The Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dwapa Yuga. Was Hare Krishna Mahamantra not effective? Was it not there? Is it only meant for Kali Yuga? Or is the efficacy of this mantra more in Kali Yuga? The answer is, in all the Yugas, Hare Krishna Mahamantra was there and is equally potent. But in Kali Yuga, just like Krishna says, as you surrender, so shall I reciprocate. A lot is dependent on the receiver. Just like when it rains, it falls on a rock. It's not able to absorb the water. It falls on a sandy patch. It completely absorbs the water. A lot is dependent how much we are able to draw the mercy from the holy name. A lot is dependent on the recipient, how much nicely, how much feelingly, how much purely, how much offenselessly the person is chanting, how much surrendered he is. But in Kali Yuga, just like we had you know, Amazon Flipkart offering huge discounts during Diwali, big billion sale, many of the items were sold at a very high discounted price. They can afford to give that discount. Likewise, in Kali Yuga, this Mahamantra is given at a very discounted price. You don't have to necessarily be surrendered. You don't have to have any prior qualification. You don't have to have faith in the Lord. Anyone, anytime, anywhere, in any circumstances, in any condition can chant the names of the Lord and develop love for the Lord, develop faith in the Lord. Because the Lord has descended in the form of His holy name. And the name and the name of the Lord are non-different. So when we chant the names of the Lord, we are contacting the Lord, we are touching the Lord, we are associating with the Lord. And the Lord who is all pure, the Lord who is all blissful, all happy, all joyful, we also start developing those qualities.
so the second principle is nurture so mind your thoughts so i request the devotees to help me with this wonderful uh, principle mind your thoughts many of us may not know we all have heard about addiction to smoking addiction to drinking we all are addicted to thinking why do i say we are addicted to thinking because addiction means we cannot stop that activity we become so to say helpless and we helplessly engage in that activity alcoholic maybe he knows that it's not good for health the family members are saying so but he cannot help not drink it so likewise we are addicted to think cannot help thinking cannot stop thinking every moment we are thinking something so mind your thoughts we have to think rather than stopping our thinking rather than practicing mauna we have to think about the lord in the 18th chapter krishna says my final instruction most confidential instruction and then he says manmana think of me why the beautiful form of the lord is there in the temple archa vigrahas so that we can go have darshan of the lord have the imprint in our mind and throughout the day while we are engaged in our duties remember the lord think of the lord think of the lotus feet of the lord and when we think of the lotus feet of the lord the lord all that mind which is full of clutter negativity all that crap all that wrong anxious thoughts they all get purified all get cleansed and in kali yuga the simplest method to purify the mind to remember the lord is equivalent to chant the names of the lord so we'll now have kirtan we'll all participate in kirtan kirtan purifies our mind brings us in touch with the lord let's enthusiastically participate and after the kirtan we'll come back and get into the third principle before we take up question and answers
quick recap of what we discussed so far. The first principle we talked about was nurture your faith. We also talked that how faith is contagious. If we associate with the devotees, if we hear from Srila Prabhupada, the faith gets, so to say, transmitted. We also develop that faith in the Lord. The second principle we talked about, mind your thoughts. Day and night the mind keeps racing, producing a lot of thoughts. In one sense we are addicted to thinking and we said that how rather than aiming for silence, we should aim for positive thoughts and the positive thoughts are thoughts in connection with the Lord. Hearing about the Lord, discussion about the Lord, thinking about the Lord and that's a positive engagement for the mind and the mind will get purified and all that obnoxious thing, all that crazy thoughts which goes on in our mind will all be washed away. And the best process in this present age, very discounted process, very simple process for us to easily purify our mind is to chant the names of Lord Shri Krishna. The third principle, again a very practical thing which I would like to mention. When we go through some anxiety, some stress, some tension, we all need some quick fix. We all look for some relief. And many times people start even smoking, drinking, consuming alcohol. And these days it's very common. Even I have seen many, many women smoking and drinking, which was not the case, especially in India, maybe 10 years, 15 years, 20 years back. So people start smoking, start drinking, start taking caffeinated drinks because immediately, you know, the body, the mind gets stimulated and we get some kind of relief. You know, they call it stress buster. But in the long run, we are not actually dealing with the problem. We are just trying to escape the reality. By drinking, by smoking, by consuming alcohol. We are not facing that. We are not being bold enough to face the reality. We are trying to escape the reality by numbing our senses. By stimulating our senses. By drinking, you know, we are trying momentarily, we get a relief because for the timing we forget our problems, forget our worries. So there was one team which was going village to village trying to enlighten people. This was in Punjab. And as you all know, a lot of people drink there. And it's a big problem. A lot of alcoholics, a lot of families have got, so to say, devastated because of alcohol. And they have something called as country-made liquor, desi. And uh, it's brewed village, every village and a lot of people drink. So there was one team going village to village trying to enlighten people, educate people, the dangers, the pitfall of drinking. And in that van they had done some kind of, you know, some arrangement where they can demonstrate practically to people the ill effects of drinking. 
So they would go to a village, assemble a lot of people, the villagers, and then they would take a beaker, they would put some alcohol, some brandy or whiskey, and then they will have some worm. You know, they had collected some worms. They would put a live worm in that whiskey. And soon, as soon as the worm, it was a see-through beaker, and as soon as the worm goes in that brandy or whiskey, the worm starts wriggling, wriggling, and finally it dies. So village to village, the idea was to communicate that, see, this is what happens. Alcohol is so dangerous for us. All the organs, the livers, slowly, they will all start failing. They will die. It will have a very bad effect on our organs. So that's the message which they wanted to communicate and because of which they wanted to practically demonstrate using this so-called demonstration. In one village, they did this demonstration and all the villagers were gathered and they asked them, what can you understand from this demonstration? What is the learning? So one of the villagers said that when we drink, all the worms in a body in our stomachs will get killed. So therefore, drinking is very good for health. The point is, because of uncontrolled mind, uncontrolled senses, because of wrong association, we even justify our wrong actions. We justify our faithlessness. We justify why we cannot spend time with the Lord. We justify why we are so busy. They say, where there is a will, there is a way. Lot of people have excuses why they cannot find time to chant. They are so busy, they have so much in their life going on. In management, they say, either you can have results or you can have excuses. You cannot have both. So, the third principle is avoid caffeine and alcohol. Lot of people ask, we don't take even tea and coffee. Lot of people ask, Swamiji, what's wrong with caffeine? What's wrong with uh, tea and coffee? After all, it's not something like non-veg. We're not hurting. After all, it's a plant, tea plant and coffee. What's wrong with it? As we all know, it has caffeine. And caffeine is a stimulant. It's an intoxicant. And it's addictive. Many of us who are taking tea and coffee, you may feel that we are not addicted, but try not having tea, coffee for three days, four days, you will have serious withdrawal symptoms. Just like a person who is alcoholic, you don't give an alcohol, you know, there is a body urge, push, you cannot control it. That's why people at times beg money, they steal money and they go for alcohol, they cannot stay without it. When this, there was an ease down in the lock, lockdown, there was some bit of relaxation, the liquor shops opened and we all saw there were queues for kilometers, people thronged to liquor shops to buy liquor. They are missing it so badly. They can probably avoid eating one day but can't live without liquor. So likewise, it's a mild form of intoxicant. We get addicted, we may not be even aware of it. Already we are intoxicated. What is the meaning of intoxication? You forget the reality. Already we have forgotten the reality that we are spirit soul, we are part and parcel of Krishna, we are servants of Krishna, we have forgotten that reality. 
on top of that we again intoxicate and forget the so called even the reality which we are in because the reality is very painful it's very miserable so shila prabhupad on one side gave us the wonderful principle of chanting hare krishna mahamantra the do and he also gave us the four don'ts no meat eating no intoxication no gambling and no illicit sex for many people giving up tea coffee will be very difficult but at least we can keep this as a goal an aspiration we should strive for it it's not very difficult we have made it a habit actually prabhupad says we have made it a habit actually you don't require tea coffee for your living we don't take tea coffee for years together we are not missing anything life goes on so artificially we stimulate our system artificially we take some things which will make us forget the reality for the timing which will will be a stress buster we get some kind of a relief but unknowingly unintentionally we are trying to escape the reality rather we should face the reality up front boldly with dependence on the lord mak chitta sarva durgani mat prasada tarishasi if you become conscious of me you will cross all obstacles of conditional life by my grace now what we do is keep the lord aside and we use some quick fix solution to address our problems and we may get some momentary relief but in the long run the problem gets aggravated because we are not finding solution to the problem we are trying to escape from the problem so with this few words we will uh, stop we'll take some question and answers we have some questions which have been asked as code as we were going through our discussion this question is from kyu dikshit why is in first place we are faithless or shaky in faith first the reason why we came in this material world is we didn't wanted lord we didn't want to be servant of the lord we wanted to be the lord so that's the fundamental mistake our desire to be the enjoyer to be the lord and second thing is we have also associated with unknowingly unintentionally at times with lot of people who are by and large faithless sangat sanjayate kama as we associate with the kind of persons we associate with that kind of feelings that kind of emotions that kind of faith we develop so that's how by and large people are faithless even though some people may be religious but deep within that faith that conviction that nishtha that lord is there he will protect me let me serve the lord that's not there this question is from archi why did raja residents miss vrindavan as wherever krishna is present that is considered vrindavan yes you are right wherever lord is there wherever lord is worshiped that is vrindavan still still we have to avoid two extremes one extreme is wherever lord is there vrindavan we devotees also in our temples we worship the lord the lord is glorified still 
we go to Vrindavan for pilgrimage. We have to avoid two extremes. Vrindavan has a place, that's a potent place, that's a land of Lord Sri Krishna. That's a place where Lord enacted all his pastimes. During Kartik month, all over the world, people come to Vrindavan. So it has its own uh, place. So we cannot avoid saying that we are worshipping the Lord, so why visit Vrindavan? Yes, wherever the Lord is being worshipped, it is as good as Vrindavan. This question is from Deepak Das. How to explain the anxiety we get during festivals and temple service? As I said, we are not meant to be inert like stone. All emotions have a place even in spiritual life. For example, Hanuman became very angry at Ravana who had kidnapped Sita and out of that anger even burned the Lanka. And we worship Hanuman. We don't uh, consider Hanuman as a villain. You know, in villain you have, uh, in a movie you have a villain who has done a lot of tordford, a lot of devastation, destroyed things. But we worship Hanuman. He's a great devotee of Lord Ramachandra. Although he became very angry and even burnt Lanka. So likewise, all feelings, all emotions, when connected with the Lord, used in the service of the Lord, are justified. So, coming back to your question, during festivals, if we are in proper consciousness that a lot of devotees will be visiting, we should organize it very nicely for the pleasure of the Lord, for the pleasure of Prabhupada, so that all devotees get a wonderful experience and we go through that anxiety. With that, now we can be organizing with the understanding that I want to prove to myself so that I did great. I organized so well so that people pat on my back. That could be also the consciousness. But there could also be a consciousness where I should do it for the pleasure of the Lord. For the pleasure of the devotees who are attending that festival. If that is a consciousness, it is spiritual anxiety. And it is very good. We cannot avoid such anxieties. For example, now when we organize this session, there is some bit of anxiety. Our technology should work fine. Suddenly audio should not go off like we have experienced some technical hitches. So there is some anxiety, but that's fine. We are not meant to be, quote-unquote, you know, like a stone, inert. This question is from Archie. Ajamila called out Narayana in his anxiety of death. This was a material anxiety and not in pure consciousness and yet he was spiritually saved. How to understand this? The Acharyas have explained, Prabhupada explains in the purport that when Ajamila chanted the name of Narayana, yes, it was out of anxiety, out of fear of death, out of pain. But because the name of the Lord is very potent and he chanted offenselessly, one is to use the name of the Lord to wipe out all sinful reactions. One is you offenselessly chant unintentionally chant the names of Lord and you get benefited. That's why in earlier times people used to name their kids on God's name. The logic was unintentionally, unknowingly when we are chanting the names of the Lord, our spiritual bank account is getting credited. We are getting purified. Agyat Sukruti is getting accumulated. 
So that's why even though he chanted out of material anxiety, still because he chanted the name of the Lord, he was benefited and he was protected. Is consuming decaffeinated tea and coffee all right? Uh, although we may have this terminology called decaffeinated tea and coffee, even I tried researching, but there is small amount of caffeine in that. Yes, if suppose somebody is addicted a lot, maybe as a stopgap arrangement till he wanes off, he can take help of decaffeinated tea or coffee. But if we are taking tea and coffee, there are a lot of herbal infusions these days available in the market. We can try that if you want something to drink, something hot. And if there is no caffeine, then the whole kick which we are experiencing, that stress busters or you know that thing is gone. So better than that is we can have you know, some herbal infusions like ginger tea or maybe we can have water with some lemon and all that and that will serve the purpose. But suppose somebody is having you know transition from tea and coffee to the thing as a stopgap person can try taking decaffeinated but in the long run we should not uh, depend on decaffeinated tea and coffee. This question is from Ashwin Srinivasan. As you said on classic example that Prabhupada was determined whatever his situation was, does chanting and hearing help relieve anxiety or is there any other thing we can do? Chanting and hearing, just like you take example of Arjuna, he was in lot of dilemma, lot of doubt, lot of anxiety, lot of stress because he has to fight, he is about to fight a battle in which his own relatives were assembled. What did Krishna do? Krishna did not change his circumstances. Krishna did not tell him, okay, you go home, you sit safely in your home, I will fight the battle and come and give you the result. Arjuna still had to fight that battle. Krishna did not change his circumstances, but Krishna spoke the message of Gita and changed his paradigm, his understanding, his thinking. So Arjuna also, just like by hearing the mortal, immortal words of Lord Sri Krishna, the message of Gita came out of all his dilemmas, doubts, anxieties. Likewise, when we do Shravanam, when we read Srila Prabhupada books, when we read Bhagavad Gita, when we hear Bhagavatam, we will get the right perspective and all our anxieties, all the misgivings what we have will slowly soon dissipate. Nashta prayeshu abhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya When we daily serve the Bhagavatam, hear the Bhagavatam, all the abhadras, all the dirty things, all the so-called you know, thoughts, negative thoughts, anxious thoughts, all abhadras will be wiped away. That's the assurance Bhagavatam gives. So just like hearing and chanting, not only hearing and chanting, all the devotional activities, Navavida Bhakti, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam, remembering the Lord, remembering His lotus feet, offering prayers to the Lord, Vandanam, Dasyam, engaging in Lord's service. Somebody is making a garland, somebody is serving the deities, offering service to the Lord, 
ಶ್ರವಣಂ ಕೀರ್ತನಂ ವಿಷ್ಣು ಸ್ಮರಣಂ ಪಾದ ಸೇವನಂ ಅರ್ಚನಂ ವರ್ಷಿಪಿಂಗ್ ದಾಸ್ಯಂ ಸಾಖ್ಯಂ ಎಂಗೇಜಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಸಮ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಫ್ರೆಂಡ್ಲಿ ಡಿಸ್ಕಷನ್ ಟೇಕಿಂಗ್ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಒನ್ಸ್ ಫ್ರೆಂಡ್ ಡಿಯರ್ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಫ್ರೆಂಡ್ ಆತ್ಮ ನಿವೇದನಂ ಸರೆಂಡ್ರಿಂಗ್ ಫುಲಿ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಆಕ್ಟಿವಿಟೀಸ್ ವಿಲ್ ಗೋ ಅ ಲಾಂಗ್ ವೇ ಇನ್ ರಿಲೀವಿಂಗ್ ಎಂಗ್ಸೈಟಿ ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಸ್ ವರಿ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ವೆರಿ ರೂಟ್ these are all not quick fix solution so in that sense yes you also get immediate relief also if you hear a nice wonderful talk a discussion from bhagavad gita bhagavatam a lecture discourse you immediately feel so good about it so that's an immediate relief but as we keep hearing nashta prayash all that deep rooted anarthas deep rooted misgivings were also wiped out in due course of time so definitely chanting and hearing will help a lot in relieving anxiety and stress but chanting and hearing should not be used whenever we are in anxiety whenever there's lot of stress we use that as a means to relieve of an anxiety just like lot of people when they have anxiety they go and drink so we should not use prayers chanting reading as a means to relieve anxiety and moment we are relieved of anxiety or we forget that forget the lord that is not the right thing in fact one of the offense to the holy name is to use the holy name for some material purpose to fulfill one's material desires to know that holy name will burn all sinful reactions so let me commit sins and chant the names to nullify the reactions that's an offense to the holy name yes in beginning we may not be pure with anxiety we may for the for the objective of relieving of anxiety we may chant we may pray that's fine to begin with and the lord encourages acharyas encourage us that we can do that this question is from cv raman how do we mind our thoughts a very practical simple method in this age of kali is to attentively chant to chant and hear that very sound if we do attentive chanting we are automatically forced to be here and now as i said mind is there and then always thinking either of past or of future seldom it is in present and at times our thinking is in autopilot mode we are not even conscious we are worrying about our future so chanting if done correctly offenselessly attentively forces us to be here and now hare krishna hare krishna 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 that very word which is coming out of your mouth your attention is there your attention is not in the future your attention is not in the past your attention is on the word which is coming out which you are uttering hare krishna hare krishna krishna so automatically you are present automatically maunam silence is included in chanting in fact much more than that not only the mind gets controlled we also touch the lord we also associate with the lord the lord gives us strength lord is full of energy 
Lord has multiple energies. He is reservoir of Sat, Chit, knowledge, Ananda, bliss. So when we touch the Lord, just like the iron rod, when it put in fire, the iron rod becomes red hot. So likewise, when we touch the Lord by regularly chanting and hearing about the Lord, we also get purified. This question is from Mukesh Yadav. My question is, does we have, do we have to pray to the Lord for fulfillment of our desire or as we know the Lord is residing in every heart, so He will know and no need to pray. So definitely the best thing is that we don't have to pray for when we are in difficulties, pray to the Lord for relieving us from our difficulties or problems. We don't have to do that. The Lord is all-knowing. We can pray to the Lord glorifying the Lord. A lot of wonderful prayers offered by great devotees of the Lord. Prayer has a very important role in the life of a sadhaka. The wonderful prayers uh, there in the Bhagavatam, prayers offered by great devotees. When we read Bhagavatam, we'll get to know what are the right things, what are the right kind of prayers which we can offer to the Lord. Prayers are very important. But the prayers need not be, give me this, give me that, I want this, I want that. The prayers to glorify the Lord, the prayers to, to thank Lord for the wonderful benedictions He has given us. Prayers to, to remind us that how the Lord has been so kind, so merciful, so magnanimous. So we can not only go through these prayers, understand how the prayers are offered and we can also offer such prayers to the Lord. Otherwise, for our material difficulties, problems, we don't have to go to the Lord and say, I have this difficulty, I have this problem, please give me a solution. The Lord is all-knowing. He will help us. Our main effort should be to, to, to serve the Lord, to please the Lord, to engage in His loving service. This question is from Sunita Hidao. For someone who has been longing to read Bhagavad Gita for years but no success, very little focus, which is the best form, audio or traditional book, would you recommend Prabhuji to get started? The best thing is to read the book, but just to give you information, every Wednesday and Saturday we also conduct Bhagavad Gita sessions. Every week we go systematically, we cover three or four verses. And then the next session, another next three verses, the next three verses, next three verses. If you find that reading Bhagavad Gita is difficult and it's difficult for you to comprehend, to understand, then you can also attend the lectures because not only the words will be explained, an explanation will be given. What these words mean, what is the purpose saying, what is Prabhupada explaining some difficult things which some things which are apparently difficult to understand you know it's properly explained in simple language so that a person can understand and we can also try on our own to read the bhagavad gita at our place in case we find that bhagavad gita is difficult to understand for some people who are completely new to spirituality they may find they may find all the bhagavad gita is not complicated they may find it is little difficult to comprehend. Then we can start with some small books. Srila Prabhupada has written many small books like Rajvidya, like Laws of Nature, 
परफेक्ट क्वेश्चन परफेक्ट आंसर्स पाथ ऑफ परफेक्शन ऑन द वे टू कृष्णा बियॉन्ड बर्थ एंड डेथ दीज बुक्स आर ऑल अवेलेबल ऑन अमेजन स्मॉल बुक्स दे आर बेस्ड ऑन भगवद गीता एंड वी कैन स्टार्ट बाई रीडिंग दीज स्मॉल बुक्स बिकॉज दीज बुक्स आर नो वेरी स्मॉल दिल बी अंस ऑफ अकम्पलिशमेंट दैट आई हैव रेड दिस बुक एंड सेकेंड थिंग इज रिलेटिवली इट्स मच ईजियर फॉर अ पर्सन टू अंडरस्टैंड सो वेन वी हैव रेड सम थ्री फोर ऑफ दीज स्मॉल बुक्स देन इफ वी रीड भगवद गीता वी विल सी दैट वी वुड बी इट विल बी ईजी फॉर अस टू कॉम्प्रीहेंड एंड अंडरस्टैंड and obviously we have many audios many lectures available on youtube where systematically bhagavad gita is being taught so you can kindly go through that in fact we have a playlist in our channel called gita life you can see that playlist we used to have a very systematic study of bhagavad gita every week covering 3344 verses going chapter by chapter you can also attend these sessions and i'm sure you will like them This question is from Vinayak Churasia. I am not doing any job and getting job in BPO industry, but I don't want to do it. So I am studying for some government job. I am not getting job in my technical field. So, so I should study. <clears throat> uh, I may not be. You can consult some of your friends, some people who are experienced in this field. practically speaking as to what you should study which are the various options which you should go for if somebody who has more knowledge in that field you can consult them your elders and over and above that yes since you said ke right now you're not having a job invest the time rather than worrying about i'm not having a job what should i do and completely getting sapped of that enthusiasm energy being in anxiety rather we can also invest the time in developing our relationship with the lord so with these words we will stop thank you for joining us today